This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. And hey, this just in, Ontario is now permitting the sale of locally made craft beer at farmers markets. As we said earlier this week, it looks like the election campaign is on in force. There you go. Uh, but the big news today is that QR code. So uh, let's hear from Rachel in Brampton. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, I did manage to download it uh, this morning. And uh, I guess maybe because it's uh, around nine o'clock. Okay. So it's quite uh, fast. You know, uh, no problem. So I'm just trying to find uh, a way to save it on my homepage, which is difficult. Uh, <laughs> you can, you can, I think you can email it to yourself. And uh, do you have an iPhone? Yes, I do. So I think in documents on your iPhone, you can yes. save it there. Okay. Yeah, I think I will do that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but it's I don't know maybe because now it's everybody's trying to download it, but it was quite easy. I was like, wow. Okay, you were fun. you were probably the first person on your block to do it, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, it just came in very quickly. <laughs> okay, well, I I, I hope that uh, it comes back uh, online <laughs> soon enough. Yeah. Rachel, thanks for your call. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Okay. Yes, we are having a good day. Uh, we have another call on the QR code process. Janet in Ajax. Hello, Janet. Hi. Um, yeah, I did my husband's this morning. As soon as I heard it on your news that we could do it because his birthday's in March, it didn't seem to be a problem. It, that I downloaded it and then took a screenshot and put it into his file, and mm -hmm. it's there. And it's there. Yep. How long did it take? Oh, two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. Wait, wait, do it. Yeah. Um, and as I said, Christine was able to download hers. We heard from somebody who tried half an hour ago. So uh, there are probably more people trying to do it. Yeah, because I'm going to do mine tomorrow. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Okay. And I'm going to do mine on Sunday. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Just, it was easy. And I'm not tech savvy. So it, it worked out well. Okay. You're probably tech savvier than you think. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. Linda in York Region, how was it for you? It was so easy. I just <laughs> logged on, got on right away. This was um, maybe around 11 o'clock. Okay. And just followed the prompt. It took all of two minutes. And I think it's a fantastic document. I'm so happy to have it on my phone. Okay, and where did you uh, store it on your phone? What I did, I just... When I downloaded it, I did, as you said, I emailed it to myself and put it in my personal file. And I also took a screenshot and put that in things I need quick access to if I'm out. 
So I just go there and show them a picture from my photo album. Okay, and did did you print it as well? I haven't printed it yet. I'm debating if I think I will print it and laminate it just for whatever crazy reason. But if, I don't if, know if, about. If, if, can they read it? Because they can read it from a printout, but I don't know if they can read it once it's laminated. Uh, I think they can because before today I had my old uh, crumpled paper vaccinated and I mean vaccinated, laminated and it looked quite good. So I right, but they weren't is- they weren't reading that with a scanner, were they? Uh, I just took it to my local UPS thing and he did it for me. So right, but I mean they didn't. Somebody looked at it, but I don't. They didn't scan it. No, no. When I went to a restaurant, they did scan it because there was nothing for them to scan. But well, exactly. So what I'm saying is I don't know that they can oh. scan the barcode once it's laminated. Oh, yeah, you're right. But anyway, I have a picture on my phone, a good picture, so they can definitely scan that. Okay. That's- and uh, I think it's so, so useful because it's got the Canadian government logo as well as the Ontario logo. So if you're traveling, I think it will be a breeze getting around with that one. Okay, well, are you planning to travel? Well, you know, I traveled in July to Europe in the middle of that big COVID wave, so I'm not afraid to travel. I'm Uh, fully vaccinated, and I trust the vaccine. Okay, and uh, how was it, traveling around Europe? Well, I was in the UK when they were in the midst of that huge wave, and they do things differently, so they dropped all restrictions when I was there. And I... Wore my mask faithfully because I was in public transit a lot. Uh, I didn't go into restaurants. I ate out on the patios. I traveled all around continually for five weeks. And my experience at both airports was, it was a dream because nobody was traveling at that time because COVID was so bad. So I zoomed through Heathrow. I zoomed through Pearson. My, my trip on the plane was great. I, I weighed the odds by my trip had been canceled six times due to COVID. So I was going then no matter what. And I did, and I'm so glad I did. Okay, and you know what? My, my husband traveled around that time, and he also, there weren't many people traveling, and everything was fine. And, uh, you know, when, when I saw that, I thought, okay, let's go. And we had a trip in August, and I was, you know, horrified at the crowding at the airport, the lack of distancing, and on the plane, sardines, which is... Uh, I, I hear you, because my friend did the same thing, went in August, and had an, the worst nightmare of our life. She said she was seriously thinking about traveling again at any time. So the tail up two trips, I guess. Yeah. And uh, again, you know, and in terms of another trip, certainly uh, another trip by plane, I'm going to wait until there's a vaccine mandate for people getting on a plane. <laughs> because at I, the very least, I, I'm, ex- I'm expecting to be shoved in like a sardine, but, but at least you know that the people there are vaccinated because they don't wear the mask when they're eating. You're absolutely right. And they don't wear the mask half the time either. It's down over their nose. So to me, that's not wearing a mask anyway. Absolutely. It's true. So, yeah, I had, so I'm I'm quite pleased with the way things are moving. Not everything I'm happy with, but this passport, vaccine passport I am, and my trip. And, of course, I had all my documentation in order, in my hand, on hard copy, as well as on my phone. And I think that's the key, because I was watching a few people. There wasn't many people traveling, but they were at the customer service, like, at least an hour, trying to get the documents for this one and that one. Okay. Linda, thanks for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Let's go to Karen in Goderich. Hi, Karen. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. I just wanted to mention sort of the lady that talked about the choir not being able to take off their mask. Recently, my family, we traveled to Great Wolf Lodge in the Niagara region for a birthday celebration, and we spent the weekend there. We had to take precautions. We had to show documentation at the front gate that we were all vaccinated. And we varied in ages from 74 to 4. And uh, it was lots of uh, visible signs about what was expected. Um, and people followed the protocols. There was lots of hand sanitizer and everybody in the halls wore masks. However, once we entered the water park, the masks came off. And apparently they were at limited capacity, like 50%. But that meant that about 50%, and I can't say for sure 50%, but the pools were closed, some of the the water slides, the hot tubs. So that took the number of people that were there and confined them to a much smaller area. Mm -hmm. And there was no controlling the number of people that were in any one given area. And we followed up staircases shoulder to shoulder to to go down water slides and nobody masked. Wow. I just found it interesting. That, interesting? Uh, did it did it upset you? Well, to be honest with you, I wouldn't have gone in the first place, but after COVID, I wasn't willing to miss somebody's birthday. Um, we had a very difficult year with COVID, uh, and we needed to do this. We needed to be together as a family. Was it, was it a, a child's birthday? Yes, it was. It was the youngest, the four-year-old's birthday. Okay, yeah, and um, you know, and at it that was age, arranged by mom and dad's, and and I, as grandma, and my husband as grandpa, we went along, of course, because we didn't want to miss it. Um, but I was certainly precautious. I certainly, it's been two weeks uh, today, as a matter of fact, since we've been there, and I sort of breathed a sigh of relief, thinking. <laughs> Well, now we've made it through the incubation period of a virus, and nobody has even caught a common cold, which sort of surprised me. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, especially if you're talking about little kids, if you... Little kids and water and, and you know, swimming and, I don't know, we you'd bump into people in the pool, like touch them physically because it was crowded, and waiting in line with total strangers and crying kids and yelling adolescents. I don't know. It was just, it was, I felt like we were going into a cesspool, but at the same time, <laughs> a cesspool. Yeah. But what, what I was going to say is that at that age, a four-year-old, if you don't see the four-year-old for a while, the four-year-old won't remember you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and some of our other, the, the, we, we were there with a group of little cousins and there were five adults, six kids. And, it was a very special time that we were together. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, that too. Uh, you know, you always have to weigh uh, your physical health and your mental health. Yeah, I, I have to say, we, we lost the mother of one, of one of the children. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It suicide as a result of COVID in my books. I'm so sorry to hear that. And all the isolation anymore, and the homeschooling, and the 
the everything that goes with COVID that you maybe don't get the disease, but you get everything else. So sorry to hear that. Yes. But anyway, I just wanted to share my story about how you cope, how you manage it at places that uh, do have preventative signs up and cautious signs. But and I don't, I don't discredit Great Wolf Lodge in any way. They had lots of signage, but but no one enforcing it. Find yourself in. It, but no one enforcing it. That's the bottom line. You can put up all the signs and make all the rules, but you have to have somebody who's going to make sure that they are respected. Um, yeah, Kat- I, I have to tell you, there was one incident, and it happened to myself, when I went from one of our rooms to cross the hall down to the other room, and it was the kids were in bed, and I was slipping out to go to the other room, and I did walk out without a mask on, and there was a security guard I walked practically into as I opened the door, and he immediately told me to return to the room. I didn't have a mask on, and said that there was a $400 fine for being in a hall without a mask on. Oh, cool. But that was the only incident. Okay. Karen, thanks for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take Bye-bye. care. Let's go to Naomi in Scarborough. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. First time caller, too. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You for a long time. Wait. Um, welcome. You are, it, thank you. It's about the QR code. I downloaded it. I had no problems. Uh, when I tried to do it the first time, I did because uh, I had to print out the new certificate with the vaccine with a RQ code. But once I did that, it was a piece of cake. No problems. I just followed the instruction. My green arrow showed up. It got my name and my date of birth. And uh, uh, what time did you download it at? I did about 8 o'clock this morning. Okay, so you did it before there may have been a rush. I'm not sure yes. if there was a rush, but we had a call uh, from a, a guy who said the website, he got an error message. It looked like the website had crashed. Yes, I, yes, I heard it. Yes, 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 yes. So it's very possible that in the morning there were fewer people doing it, fewer people hearing about it. So there you go. You know, uh, bottom line is that if you're listening to our newscasts, you can get the jump on things, right? Yeah. Well, I, I heard the first thing in the morning as soon as I woke up and put the news, and I go, oh, okay, I'm going to do it. You know, so, yeah. I have no problem whatsoever. And it's easy and it's fast and it's easy and to understand and to fill up and everything. And where are you going to use this QR code? Well, I'm a I'm an immune suppressant person, right? So I don't go out much. I don't trust going to restaurants yet and all that. But in case I do need it to go someplace, then I just have it there. Okay, so uh, you're you you've got it, but you're not that comfortable about using it. Uh, well, I'm comfortable about using it, but I have to go someplace. Like if they ask for it, right? In case I have to go, maybe who knows to a restaurant, or which I can't go right now. But uh, I have it there to have it ready there, in case that comes up, right? Okay, yeah, just to have it ready and. You know, because you never know. Like, like, I, like I said, I don't go on much except shopping and to the doctor's office and that. And but, uh, yeah, okay. you never know when you go shopping and all of a sudden they ask you for <laughs> for a proof of vaccine. Well, I got it ready there. Okay, actually, they the, if you go grocery shopping, they they don't ask you. It's it's no, for no, 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 yeah, no, 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 yeah. Well, that's all. Okay, Naomi, have a nice weekend. Yeah, you too. I stay safe. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
And let's see, I think we have time for one more quick one. Ruth in Toronto. Hello, Ruth. Hi, I'm just shutting off the radio. Sorry. I finally got through to them at the 1833 number you said. Oh, okay, good. And, and I got my passport, and it's going to be sent to me and my daughter. And um, it was easy. It took me a few minutes to listen and to punch in a couple of numbers, you know, for the va- for the passport. But they tell you everything about the vaccines and, and everything else, and it's done. It took me about five minutes, maybe. Okay, well, that's good news, because I know there are people who uh, would rather do it over the phone. I'm sorry I didn't say hello. And oh, no, it's okay. We're almost... But I know you're pressed for time. We are pressed for time. So thank you for that, Ruth. And uh, just before we go, I'll give that number again quickly, one 943 to get your vaccine passport, your QR code by phone. That's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, and there is a lot to talk about. We're just hearing details about the reopening of the land border to the United States, details about that QR code, that proof of vaccination that uh, can be scanned at businesses without having to see all your details. And I am going to go right to the phones, by the way. The numbers are 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 Let's go to Pam in Brampton. Hi, Pam. Hi, Libby. Good day. Um, I'm calling here because I'm concerned. I don't know what is going on between the optometrists and the, the people who are OHIP patients. I haven't seen a doctor for my eyes since 19, 2017 because of the COVID. It was postponed. So now I'm trying to get an appointment. And when I call, the receptionist told my doctor is a very good doctor. She said they're not taking in OHIP patients, OHIP paid patients. That's an optometrist. Yes. Okay. That, I, an optometrist isn't a medical doctor. So, uh, yeah, the, um, I'm surprised you haven't heard about this yet, but they're in a job action and they are not providing services to people, uh, to kids. And yes. to people over 65. Well, I told her I have insurance. I said I'm willing to pay my no, insurance. No, they can't. It's illegal said, oh. for them. They can't take oh. the money. Oh, my goodness. And I usually do checks because, you know, I have this tendency, this glaucoma, they had noticed. And that's why. So I am concerned. Now, where could I go now to get my checkup? I'm not sure. We just heard from somebody who has an emergency and, and oh uh, couldn't get in to see an ophthalmologist. So, wow. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, this dispute has been going on for a long time. Wow. (laughs) Will it never end? Okay, yeah, well, we hope it will end sometime. No. Oh, gosh. Okay, thank you. Okay, Pam. Okay, then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. 
Okay. Well, yeah, I'm getting a lot of calls about this. Sharon in Oakville. Hi, Sharon. Hi there, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. I just wanted to make a comment uh, regarding Owen's situation. Right. Uh, uh, yes, I had a retina detachment. Oh, dear. And my, yes. And my optometrist, she caught it, and I was directed by her to go to the, to go to the hospital right away yeah yeah so this is very concerning that owen he has a concern about his eyes and he it seems like he doesn't have anywhere to go because he's getting the runaround and that should not be the case that should not be the case um i i don't know offhand the signs of a retina detachment but he is definitely getting the runaround yeah, that's unfortunate. I hope everything works out for him, Libby. We do, too. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Sharon. Okay, bye. There you go, Owen. Uh, your friend's on Fight Back. Okay, let's go to uh, Melanie in High Park. Hello, Melanie. Hi, how are you? You heard the sad news down the street uh, from us. Hello? Hello. Hi. Oh, yes. Well, um, on Parkside, I wish they would do something about that tragedy. But anyways, the reason I'm calling is that my friends who sing in churches and synagogues and places of worship, they're not allowed to, to take their mask off to sing. They can sing through their mask. And yet we're 10 feet apart in our religious institutions. And how can it be that I can sit in a football baseball game with somebody spitting and, and swearing at me from the top and from the sides and from the bottom? How can we get this government to say, okay, churches, you take care of it yourself, synagogues and places of worship. You know your, uh, you know, your parishioners and your people that come in. So, you know, I mean, you have to be, uh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I'm kind of shocked. Well, they have, they're supposed to be masked in the arenas as well, except when they're eating. They're, but they're not. They're screaming. They're yelling. They're two inches. You've got people on the top of your head who are, who are spitting and they're not wearing a mask. And, spitting? And also, I hope and, not. Well, they Melanie? Are, I, I, my friend was there and she told me that she, was, she had to leave. She couldn't stay for the whole game. Okay. We get your point, Melanie. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Betty in Niagara Falls. Hi, Betty. Hi, Libby. Listen, I've been listening, and um, the thing that happened to us is my husband all of a sudden started having uh, lightning in the periphery of her of his eye, and um, I uh, called our optometrist, and they said, no, because of OHIP, we can't be seeing anybody. I'll go to the emergency. Well, I phoned our doctor, and our doctor faxed uh, through to an ophthalmologist, and my husband got an appointment in four days. Okay, this is why uh, what Owen told me really surprised me, because, uh, you know, optometrists can refer, but it's usually a doctor. Most specialists, and it depends for any part of your body, require a referral from your family doctor. And exactly. Owen said that he got that, that his family doctor gave him a referral and that somebody at this eye clinic said they are supporting optometrists. Well, that doesn't sit right. And to me, if that's what happened, that's a complaint to the College of Physicians and Surgeons. Yes, right. And we don't and, have our appointment until the 29th of November. Uh, you know, anything could happen to his eye in the meantime. 
But thankfully, we have an appointment. We're not waiting a year or however long this is going to take. Um, and um, I, I Owen, Owen they should say that because our ophthalmologist—they wrote us within four days. It came right in the mailbox. Well, yeah. I mean, um, Owen said that he called three ophthalmologists' office, and they said the same thing. I would call some other. I would call some others if he's got that referral, or go back to the family doctor. But um, yeah. that is not sitting right with me. There's also a society of ophthalmologists, right? Right, and, because well, I uh, mean, if he needs help, if it's an emergency, that the the um do anything about it. I mean, they don't generally have eye specialists on call. I mean, they're still going to have to go to an ophthalmologist through them, and who knows how long it. Well, they take. yeah, they can call them in, right? Because yeah. people do end up in eMERGE for something like a retinal detachment. They can call them in and, uh, you know, they're a call away. But, um, yeah, uh, thank you for pointing that out, uh, Betty, and uh, you had a better experience. Thanks for well, that. the thing is, maybe it's because we're in a smaller, like, we're in Niagara Falls, Ontario, yeah. and our uh, ophthalmologist appointment is in St. Catharines, where our doctor is. So maybe it has something, I don't know why anybody would refuse, but maybe it has something to do with we're a smaller borough down here and we, we can they have more room for us. I don't understand why they would do that to him. Well, yeah, good question. Thanks, Betty. Okay, Diane in Duneville wants to talk about World Sight Day. That was yesterday. Yes, uh, this is I'm in Dunville, and um, yes, uh, I called in regard to this because it, it astounded me. We, we used to call it, I think, World Vision. There's, of course, there's the World Vision charity now. Right. So they've changed it. it in some parts of the world, it still is World Vision, but uh, it's World Sight Day, and they advocate and they do research for people that are are in the situation you're talking about with this gentleman. And I, I was just astounded that there was nothing on the news that this day was even happening. It used to be. So I called around, and uh, I just am um, hoping that next year it changes, that uh, people will uh, acknowledge that, especially news agencies, so that uh, because it's um, it's a, it encompasses many, and particularly seniors, uh, a scenario in our population around the world. And um, it, it's a good thing that, uh, you know, that people are 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 recognizing the difficulties as you see today, with problems with uh, getting access, and also the CNIB do a fantastic job, and they there's you know they've been over around for over a hundred years, but the the more anybody can do, the better it is. Hmm. Okay, Diane, thank you for that. Oh no no pro- no problem and. Uh, uh, actually, I had um, a certain amount of um, scenario from an accident, and uh, the CNIB has been a great uh, help to me. And uh, but again, there, you know, as I said, the more people that uh, get on board and make the awareness about blindness and access to help getting help, it's important. So anyway, I'll let you go, and uh, I just wanted to bring that up with everybody. Thank you. Okay, thank you. You give everybody. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, let me give out the numbers again 416 360 0740, toll free 1 866 740 4740. I haven't heard from anyone yet who has tried to download that brand new QR code. 
Uh, and um, I think it's probably a good time to maybe go over the instructions again. So you go to the government's website, which is the, the Ontario's, you, you just uh, put in Ontario's COVID-19 vaccination record site. And um, then you put in the information that they ask for and it'll come up. And apparently it's working pretty well. I don't know that it's been jammed yet. That's why they're dividing it, because I guess they don't want the site to crash. And another bit of good news is that you can actually just print it and carry it if that is going to be easier for you. So um, that is happening, and that's probably better, especially if you want to travel or anything like that. And speaking of travel, the land border is opening up November the 8th. So uh, do you have plans to travel down south at any point this winter? We also heard it's not confirmed yet, it's not official yet, that the states will be accepting mixed doses. They will be accepting AstraZeneca. What we have not heard is the date where you'll need to show proof of vaccination to fly, because right now uh, you don't need to. Uh, There's no requirement for Canadians to do that. So. You know, um, I think a lot of things are opening up. But on the other hand, you know, this week we talked to restaurant and bar owners and they were up in arms. They really didn't think it was fair that they still had capacity limits while arenas did not. And yesterday I talked to Dr. Peter Uni, who's the head of the science table, and he's pretty adamant that uh, a small restaurant is a higher risk than a big arena. He talked about ventilation a lot. And he said, well, even when they're eating, you know, they're, they're not, you know, sitting for a leisurely long meal, they're eating their thing and putting their mask back on. You know, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be comfortable going to an arena, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but that's not here nor there. So I'd like to hear from you about all those things. 416 360 0740, toll free 1866 740 4740. And uh, let's go to a first time caller, Rod in Newcastle. Hello, Rod. Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good, good. I just tuned in your program a few moments ago and, and realized you're talking about detached retinas and ophthalmologists. And uh, so maybe I'm repeating something, but I had a uh, detached retina in one eye 15 years ago. Wow. And uh, it was, uh, you know, that it's a very serious thing. If it becomes completely detached, they can't put it back on, as I understand. So 15 years ago, they took me within four hours. I was down in St. Mike's Hospital and, and operated on, and everything worked out well. <laughs> Crazy enough, just uh, three weeks ago, less than three weeks ago, I could feel the symptoms in my other eye. And so... I went to emerge. I was referred to an ophthalmologist, saw him the next day. He said, uh, I do mostly the front of the eye, cataracts and things like that, but you have to see an op- you know, a retinal surgeon. And the same day, uh, I saw this retinal, retinal surgeon. Uh, she did all the treatment, the bubbles in the eyes, and, the, uh, and now we're doing laser treatments. But this lady works so hard, and uh, I mean, people are just lined up in the hallway to have procedures like this done. So 
Um, I'm not sure what the comments were, but this lady certainly works very hard. Well, the the person we heard from had a very bad experience. He went to Emerge, uh, and there was some kind of trauma happening, so he didn't get in at Emerge. And uh, he was told that a referral from his doctor wasn't good enough. Uh, so um, I think that's a problem. But I don't know. He he's worried about a retinal detachment, but I don't know if he has the symptoms of that. Because if they see that happening, they take you real quick. Usually, anyway, oh, Rod. Thanks for your experience. A good okay. experience. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Again, the numbers to call: four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And let's go to John in Hamilton. John, you want to talk about the app? Yes, I do, actually. Um, as I was saying, I tried it. Once I heard about the, uh, you know, the, anybody that's uh, birthday in January um, was able to go and try and download it. I did. And uh, I got an error message saying, you know, we're having issues. Try again later. Really? When did you do this? This was probably less than half an hour ago, actually, about maybe 15, 20 minutes ago. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh yeah, so, uh, maybe maybe everybody's making a mad dash for it. So, but um, it's crashed already. But I uh, just thought I'd uh, let you know that unfortunately, yeah, it didn't work. Out, so I'm just going to have to keep trying. I would say refresh and keep trying. But that you know, why doesn't that surprise me? Because yeah, it, doesn't. it doesn't surprise me either. But but I have to say, uh, before we before we we came on air here, I did get an email from our newscaster on classical, Christine Ross, who I'm sure you've heard many times, and uh-huh. she she did it. <laughs> she got hers, and she even saved it on her phone. So she probably got in before the crash. Yeah, I think so. Well, she's got better luck than a lot of us, I guess. Okay. Thank anyway, you for that. thanks a lot, Libby. You take care. Keep safe. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, it is time for another break. I'm going to give the numbers out again before we go to break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Uh, we're starting to hear about the QR code, and unfortunately, we just heard from somebody who thinks the site has crashed. He couldn't get through on it anyway, got an error message. And also, haven't heard from people. Are you trying to set your plans now that we know the land border with the U.S. opening November the 8th? And um, yeah, we're going to have proof of vaccination that's readily available. You won't even have to show it necessarily. It's only if they ask you which uh, the honor system for that. I don't know about that. Anyway, we do have to take that break. The numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer, a free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free for All Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. 
Good afternoon and welcome to the one, the original free for all Friday. It's the day we talk about what you want to talk about. And boy, a lot has happened since we last talked yesterday afternoon. So first, let me give the numbers out. 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740. 4740. I'd like to know what is on your mind as we head into the weekend, the first weekend after Thanksgiving. And there is a lot I want to go over. So first of all, we just heard the details about those QR codes. I'm going to go over the instructions on downloading them because I think some of them might be a little confusing. The good news is, you know, uh, you can print it out. And as long as you don't scrunch up that QR code, it can be scanned from a piece of paper rather than from a phone. I, uh, you can also, as Bob reported, get the QR code by mail or by email. You have to phone to do that. He gave out the numbers and I will give those numbers out again. The other bit of really good news is that we got a date for the opening of the land border. And this is great news for snowbirds. And that date is November the 8th. And here's the thing. It's, it's not, uh, you know, not everybody's going to have to show their proof of vaccination. It's uh, uh, an attestation. And if the border guard asks you, you will have to show it. But I think they're going to just let a lot of people go just to keep things moving around. That is also really good news for a lot of snowbirds. Uh, by the way, you can download your QR code if you were born January through April. And I want to hear from people. Was it easy? I already heard from our Christine Ross and uh, she's downloaded hers and she even found a spot to store it on her phone. So uh, it seems like it's uh, reasonable to do that. Uh, and then I want to know, so are you planning to take that trip south? You know, Bob mentioned shopping trips. I don't think shopping trips are going to be that practical because to get back into the country, you need a PCR test. Those are expensive. They cost between $150 and $200. And getting into the States... Um, at the moment, you just need a rapid test, uh, that, uh, and the rapid test uh, is cheaper. It's 40 bucks. Uh, if you go by plane at the moment, you don't need anything. So, you know, I think, uh, those, those things are going to change. I would like to hear the date when proof of vaccination will be required to get into the United States. And I, I ask that because, I'd like to go, but I don't want to go unless I know that the other people on that plane are vaccinated. So there's really a lot to talk about. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let's go to Jerry in Brampton. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Libby. I've been listening for the past week, and they're talking about the... Uh a full capacity for the, the stadiums and the theaters and, and that, but nobody has mentioned anything about any of the casinos. 
either Niagara Falls or Aurelia, and they're not running their buses until they get full capacity. And with the price of gas, I mean, it, buses only 10 bucks round trip up and down from the casino makes a difference from a tank of gas. Uh, you know what? I'm going to put that into uh, Mr. Google, but you're right. I have not heard anything about capacity for casinos. Um, oh, right now, 50%. While we're in stage three, it is 50%. Yeah. And, and, so and I was told by Angel uh, and Safeway, until they get 100% capacity, they're not going to put the buses on, on, on the casinos. Right. So uh, you either have to make your own way to the casino or you have to wait. You'll keep more of your money that way. Tank of gas is more than uh, $10 for the bus. Exactly. Uh, But you can lose a lot more than a tank of gas at the casino. Look at it that way. Not me. Not me. Not you. I put in 20 bucks. When I win 20, when I win 20, I pull it out and I play with their money. Okay. All righty. That way. I go home with what I started. Okay, well, that's uh, then it's just entertainment. Good for you, Jerry. Uh, you know, we'll 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 be on the lookout for that. But if I understood the chief medical officer of health uh, correctly, he's uh, going to take a very slow approach at removing other distinctions. But you know, you make a good point. A, a casino is more like a theater than it is like a restaurant. But you know what? There's a lot of inconsistencies with all of this. Jerry, thanks for your call. Okay, let's go to Owen in Brampton. And Owen, you want to talk about eye care? Yes, I've got it caught up in the Ontario withdrawal for eye care services. Right. Um, I had a disturbance in my eye a few days ago and uh, was concerned. And I thought, well, I should get this checked out. So I called the ophthalmologist that I normally have gone to for my prescriptions, and they told me that they couldn't treat me because I'm over 65. Okay, that's an optometrist, but an ophthalmologist could treat you. An ophthalmologist is a, is a doctor, it's a medical specialty, an optometrist is, uh, is not the same designation. I'm aware of that, and yeah. then the next part of the journey was uh, they advised me to go to Emerge, which I did. I waited six hours oh at my- the local hospital yep. and was not seen. And then a trauma happened where a lot of people came in on stretchers and the triage put me at the bottom of the list for concern. And after six hours, I asked them when, and they said, well, you're not considered an emergency emergency, so uh, you'll have to wait. So I withdrew my name and thought, well, I'll call my family doctor and get a referral to an ophthalmologist. I did that yesterday. They referred me to the largest eye care provider and institute here in Brampton, and they called me back today and said, sorry, we can't treat you unless you've seen an optometrist first. So I called back to the optometrist. They tell me that they can't see me. And sorry, that's just the w- way it is. got to go to Emerge. So now I've got to go back and spend some time amongst the COVID patients uh, where my wife is immune compromised. I'm very concerned about being in their, in their uh, presence. So I have concerns about how do you get health care in Ontario for your eye when this situation has evolved. I'm, I'm surprised that in the middle of this, uh, this you know, uh, work situation for the optometrist that the, that the uh, ophthalmologist, I'm sure there are some ophthalmologists who will see patients. 
I phoned three and all of them gave me the same story. Go to Emerge first. And once you've got uh, an assessment, we'll. Did we'll, you tell uh, them that you can't get, you can't get into Emerge? They say they're supporting the ophthalmologist and that they're following protocols that have been mandated. So <clears throat> they're, they're supporting them with not providing the service. They're supporting, they, they're, they're supporting the optometrists? Yes. Hmm. That so here's, here's is very interesting, and that, I think, probably deserves a call to the College of Physicians. Well, I know. I mean, I... Okay. <laughs> I mean, and there, there must be an ophthalmologist's uh, society. I mean, you know, this, that doesn't seem right. Well, I was told that they can't refuse me at Emerge, but you got to go through the wait. So I guess if I was persistent, I'd get there at 3 in the morning and sit for 6 or 7 hours until... Finally, my name comes up, and that's an option, I guess. But losing work, um, you know, I've already invested about nine hours in trying to get some some help just to verify that it isn't a retinal uh, detachment or, you know, like, what's going on here? (laughs) Wow. Anyway. So, yeah, I'm sort of... I'll I'll try to clear that up for you because uh, that really doesn't sound right. Who told you that they were supporting the optometrists? Uh, an organization called Prism uh, Institute here in Brampton. They say they're the largest uh, eye care provider in Ontario. They and who there? Who there told you that? Uh, a lady named Lisa. And what is uh, she a doctor or what is she a receptionist? I assume that she's the outreach person for giving that information to patients like me. She put me on hold several times, went back and checked, and I kept insisting that I see someone, and she said, I'm sorry, we can't. you got to go to Emerge. Okay. If you go, go to a couple of the Brampton hospitals, they go to Peel Memorial or go to the Brampton Civic, um, we're on call for them, and you might get one of our doctors and end up here. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll try to uh, get a little more detail on that. Thank you. Thanks okay. very much, and best of luck to you, Owen. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Again, if if an ophthalmologist is saying that, I wonder what uh, the College of Physicians has to say about that. Okay. Uh, let us go to Sita in Mississauga. Hi, Sita. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Oh, I'm happy. <clears throat> we are on the... <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> we are on the waiting list for the flu shot. Uh-huh. So I'm happy for that. Okay. Um, there are benefits to both virtual and in person. Hopefully, this will continue be beyond COVID. Uh huh. I had phone appointment with my family doctor, and my family doctor and staff—they are the best. They were doing both during COVID, mm-hmm. and why spend hours going to and from and sitting in a waiting room? like for half an hour plus with real sick people coughing just to renew a prescription or update or get a result. I mean, pharmacists and Dr. Google can help, but we do need doctor for in-person for the serious things. Well, yeah, no, virtual appointments. I mean, they're, uh, I think they're great for certain things mm-hmm. and uh, not great for other things. Exactly. Exactly. But, but exactly who wants to, and, and, you know, for a lot of things that you used to have to go for an appointment, it was because it wasn't until I think last summer that they actually got a billing code for a virtual consultation. So, 
there wasn't really a reason you have to be there to get a result. Uh, but they didn't have a way of getting paid for that consultation. And I know that uh, when I was being treated for cancer and the doctors are on salary, a lot of them, you know, they didn't make me come in to get a result, you know, at certain points right at the beginning. Yes. But, um, but, you know, routine kind of stuff. No, who needs it? But they now can bill for a virtual consultation. And for some things, it makes a lot of sense and it's here to stay. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, a lot of seniors will benefit from this as well because they depend on a lot of people to drive them to and from or taking a taxi and all these things. And I mean, a phone call is just there. Okay. Thank you for that, Sita. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Right. It is time for a break. I'm going to give the numbers out again before we go to break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. So again, uh, if there's anybody out there who's already tried to uh, download the QR code, uh, I'd like to hear how it goes. I will give out the instructions again. We got a date for the land border opening up to Canadians, November 8th. And by the way, Bloomberg News is reporting that uh, mixed doses will be accepted and also that AstraZeneca will be accepted, even though it's not authorized for use in the United States. So those are important things to note. So I want to know, are you planning to go to the States? And uh, again, you know, a lot of people used to like to go holiday shopping. You know, to me, I think that depends a lot on where our dollar is. And I'm not sure that our dollar is really up to cross-border shopping yet or it at all. Uh, however, it's going to be expensive if you want a, you, a quick jaunt because uh, you're going to need a PCR test to get back into the country. And those are expensive. So again, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.